topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show and as always I've got a great guest for you. The theme today is looking for the gift in a challenge and it's a, a theme that's very close to my heart. Those of you know, that know my story will know that I believe it's not the challenge that defines us but what we do with it. My guest Anne Papiotti is an amazing lady and her story is one that I think will inspire you and she certainly has had her challenges. And she's going to join me after the break. But before then, I just want us to think about the world that we live in, that we have the most amazing challenges facing us all in different ways. Every one of us in our lives has challenges and a challenge that one person will find a molehill, another person will see as a mountain. But before I get into that, can I just remind you that we are very proud to be members of B1G1, buy one, give one. Um, for everyone who um, asks a question or makes a comment during the live show, we will donate on your behalf uh, to one of their many, many projects. Um, or if you're listening to the replay and you send an email to Gina at genuinely-u.com, we will also donate on your behalf. We also donate for the number of downloads that there are to the replays um, and more about uh, how we work with our guests in terms of B1G1 a bit later. So think about your life at the moment and how you approach it. What are the challenges that are facing you? And challenges come in so many forms, don't they? Challenges around relationships, health, finances, work, being lonely, all sorts of things. But when you look at the world stage and you look at those people who are facing drought and famine or war and conflict, and at the moment people are talking about the Ukraine, but there are many, many places around the world that have been trying to manage to live a life during times of war and trouble. So why is it that some people seem to do well, to thrive despite or maybe even because of the challenges, whilst other people crumple. My mum used to say that challenges bring the very best and the very worst out in people. And I think that she's right. When I think back to the pandemic, particularly in the UK, and that's where I live and where I know, we saw the most amazing acts of selflessness and kindness from complete strangers who went out of their way to show compassion and real care to people that they didn't know. And yet we also saw people being incredibly selfish and at the very beginning of the, of the pandemic, goodness only knows why, 
um, there was a shortage of loo rolls and people, um, you know, fighting over the last packet of loo rolls on the shelf. And there's the huge dilemma, isn't it? Are you going to choose to be somebody who rises to the top and is the best of you in a challenge? Are you going to be the hero or heroine? Or are you going to choose to be the victim and be very passive about poor me? Why is this happening to me and what I can't do anything about it? Or at the other end of the scale, that you're going to, um, to become very self-absorbed about how you deal with that challenge and blow everybody else. Because ultimately, as we've said so many times in this show, it's your choice. You know, everything's your choice, but it has consequences. But I don't want to end, underestimate when you are in the middle of a challenge, it can feel completely and utterly overwhelming. And I'll give you a tiny example. And the challenge wasn't huge, huge, but it was very irritating this morning. My aunt lives next door and she'd gone off to spend uh, 10 days with her nephew um, in, uh, in Spain. And I'd been watering the plants and doing a bit of gardening for her. And I'd got some shopping to take into the house. And I'd been in and out of her house several times this week. But I went to open the front door and the meter cupboard is just inside the door. And the, the door of that had come open and had blocked the front door. And no matter how much I tried wiggling things through the doorway, um, I couldn't manage to open the door. And all of this time, the alarm is going very loudly in my ear. Now, I could have chosen to have a wobbly and to throw my toys out of the pram, but I wasn't going to do anything. And so I thought to myself, what am I going to do? I asked a neighbour if he could help. We both failed. And so I texted her to say, have you got a key to the kitchen door? Because if you have, that's no problem. If you haven't, then I need to get a locksmith in to actually sort things out to let me in through another door. So she didn't get home evening time today and find that she couldn't get in. Now, whilst I looked for solutions, I was in, in um, a, a place where I could actually look strategically at the best way forward. When you're in a challenge and you go into panic mode, left brain thinking, catastrophe, either or, then you can't do anything. And so how do you get to that place? Well, for me, one of the first things to do is to breathe deeply. You know, that old saying, take 10 breaths, count to 10. Because ultimately, when you give yourself that opportunity to just allow yourself to get into solution thinking, then you're much more able to deal with challenges when they happen. Now, of course, there are challenges that there are no solutions to that, that you can find because there's something outside your arena. And that's when if you can't, you can't um, get round the challenge, then you have to change the way in which you deal with the challenge. But many challenges, in fact, I'd say pretty well most challenges have within them a gift if you look for it. And we're going to go to the break now. And in a, 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 after the break, we're going to be talking to my guest, um, Anne, and we're going to look at how she has overcome the most amazing challenges and how she's turned that, that into an opportunity, not only to help herself, but to help other people. And of course, that way of being is just as open to you as it is to her and it was to me. 
So do you look for the gift? Because if you don't look for it, you're not going to find it. And are there ways that you can find the learning in that challenge that's going to help you move forward? Because if you think about it, when things are going well, we don't always learn very much. But when things are going badly and we overcome them, we can learn a shed load of things and there are huge gifts in that. So don't go away. We'll see you in just a moment. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I'm really excited to introduce my guest to you. She's done some amazing work, and I think our conversation is going to be very lively and I hope very helpful to you. So let me read you her bio. Anne Papayotti is an international life, leadership and relationship coach and author. She's dedicated to waking people up to living their best life by helping them untangle from their past, align with their values and connect to their higher purpose. Anne has endured some of life's most brutal blows, yet despite them all, she found the gift hidden within each of these experiences. The gift of choice in how to respond to the challenge. In her new book, The Gift of Shift, discover the key within to unlock your best life. Anne uses many of these experiences to show how one can open that gift lovingly. So without more ado, let me welcome Anne to the show. Hello. Hi. Thank you very much for joining me. It'd be great if you could start by sharing some of your story and letting people have a, a real indication of the level of challenge. Because when they hear it and they think about their own lives, they're going to think, well, if she can do it, what about me? 
Absolutely. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for having me on the show today. My pleasure. Well, I tell you, I'm someone who actually had a happy childhood. And I know a lot of times we, we talk to people who recognize their trauma started in childhood, but I had a happy childhood. It wasn't until my early 20s that I recognized that life has a way of pulling us under, so to speak. And mine started with the betrayal of a best friend. And it's something I never, ever expected in my life. I think I thought based on what I learned in childhood, treat people well and they'll treat you well, the golden rule, so to speak. But as a young adult, there was no one to help resolve that conflict. As a child, you went to the principal's office and someone helped you work it out or another adult helped you settle it or parents and you resolved it and then you went back and, and everything was fine. But in this case, that didn't happen. And I started making this betrayal about me. You know, what did I do wrong? What was wrong with me? Was I not a good enough friend? And the narrative in my mindset was somehow I wasn't enough. And I carried that with me and I let it start sinking me. And I went on into the next phases of my life with self-sabotaging behavior. The betrayal was done, but the self-betrayal continued. So I had these self-sabotaging behaviors that started showing up in my life. I started overeating over drinking, underperforming, underachieving. And somehow I kept going and I did some of the right things as in change schools, kind of changed my environment. I eventually graduated because I'd started failing. I'd started, you know, because I didn't show up as myself and for myself. But I started looking like I was succeeding and moving forward. But it was a mask that I was hiding behind. And that, and I just kind of kept swimming. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. Kind of, I didn't fully sink. It's like I didn't like it underwater. So I got my head up and I kept going. But I swam to the very first boat. <laughs> and the first boat happened to be one of someone who made me feel good about myself. Why? Because I hadn't made myself whole. So it happened to be in the boat with a controlling person, someone with a narcissistic personality disorder. And, you know, someone like that has to have someone controllable. Yep. And that was me. I So I hate that line in the Jerry Boyer movie, You Complete Me, because that means there's something you know, missing. Missing. Yeah. Yes, Gina. And so this person said everything I needed to hear. Or at least you thought you needed to hear. I needed to hear. And yeah. this person had known me and the other people involved in this betrayal from university days and said, just lifted me up with words and filled me up and pumped me up. And that felt like love. It sounded like love. And I felt so unlovable. And so I jumped in that relationship. And I knew three months into it, I'd made a mistake. But I stayed because I made the choice. And this is where I confuse choice. And I know we're going to talk a lot about choice today. But I confused choice. I made the choice. Therefore, I thought I was stuck. For better or worse, mm -hmm. this is what I got. So here I am. And I let things like my, 
I'm from Alabama originally, the Bible Belt in the Southern states, that my my beliefs about religion, that I made this commitment, therefore I must stay. So now I've had this betrayal. I've started this self-betrayal. I have now ended up in an abusive marriage after sort of a self-sabotaging patterns in my life. And then I lost my firstborn child. I could only imagine what that must have been like. And it it and and then I self-punished because of that, because I thought I don't deserve to be a mom. Right. And so it just became even more of a of a brutal uh, kind of self-sabotaging mindset. But at the same time, I also started to have sort of a spiritual connection. I reconnected, I believe, with God in a different way. And I started listening and opening myself and I started finding a way to turn my pain into purpose, but I was still in this abusive relationship. So I wasn't quite getting there. And, but there was some peace in my life and I ended up conceiving another child and I ended up hospitalized for a lengthy time for four months, trying to save the pregnancy and ultimately the child. And during that time, I had the best attitude. <laughs> I, I had a purpose. I had a motivation and I had a, con a spiritual connection and I had reprieve from the abusive relationship mm -hmm. and I was moving forward and I felt myself with purpose and, and movement. And, and I brought that child into the world healthy and whole, even though he was also premature. But soon as, as soon as we got home, the abuse restarted. But I was numb. It's like when you're exposed to the cold too long, you become numb. And I wasn't taking the action and making those choices to move out until my child. And I talk about this in the chapter called The Gift of Grit. And The Gift of Grits, I, I talk about this, uh, doing something you know you must do, even though there's fear. It's about courage, ultimately. And my then 22-year-old son gave me what I needed. And I feel like when we're ready for change, an opportunity cross paths yeah. in a moment that's when we take action for change. And that happened in this moment. Um, and I and I asked my husband to leave. I told him to, and he laughed at me. But And it still took more and more action. But I stood my ground, and I did it. And I created the, the change that I needed. But these are some of the things that happened. And, Gina, what I would say to your listeners are that challenges still come in my life. They always will the weather there will always be another challenge but because I once I started making the big change once I stood up for myself and started creating purpose from the pain starting with the loss of my first child starting with getting out of an abusive marriage starting loving myself starting caring for myself starting um, Really, and then sorry, I, I went to a support group after I left the marriage to do something for myself, to lift myself, to surround myself with supportive people. And from that place, I was tapped into to take over leading the group. They recognized in me a skill set. I happened to be in training and facilitation um, on the airline, and they saw the skill set, asked me to take over. I said, No, I'm not ready, I'm not healed. <laughs> and they said, Oh, but you can't help but help yourself when you help another. This is where you need to be. And I did that. That's been some 25 years ago. And I mm -hmm. still lead support groups in my communities. And through that, 
I found people wanted more from me and they wanted one-on-one time. They wanted more guidance. And through that, I continued to choose to learn and grow myself and to help others. And that's why I now do the work that I do. But the challenges keep coming. But it's called life. And if we had no challenges in our life, my goodness me, wouldn't it be boring? Um, I mean, it would be nice if we could cherry pick which challenges we were given, you know. Um, However, we are, I believe we're card carrying students all the way through our lives. And it's our challenges that actually give us the opportunity to learn. But I would like to just sort of, before we go forward, because this what you have, have shared with us is just so rich in terms of opportunities for people to take on board the, the, the principles and the thinking for themselves. But for me, the central tenant is when once you, whether it was consciously initially or at least now it's consciously, made that decision to create a loving relationship with yourself to take, in my terms, radical responsibility for you instead of passing that responsibility to anybody else to make you feel better. You are then in a position of what I call genuine power. You look at my sign, that's that genuine power is about not, it's not about having dominion over somebody else. It is about having that relationship with yourself, which comes from a place of compassion and love, not overindulgence, where you make informed choices that are about, and you use the term about being the best person you can be and it's something that that I use too but I think it's interesting how your starting point was different to many people and the fact that you had a, a, a happy childhood but how fragile often our relationship is with ourselves and when something happens the immediate question is what have I done how am I not complete how am I not enough um, and I think that whilst it's important to look at oneself and be honest about oneself. I think the problem is we start to be so judgmental and we start to make up stories which support beliefs and they get bigger and bigger and and you end up, as you say, sabotaging hugely. Yeah. And I think we, we tolerate some incredible patterns of self-destruction because... Yeah. We do, and I, and that we would never tolerate for a friend or for someone else. You One of the principles that I teach is the measure is if an, a best friend were to do this or have this done to them, what would your response be? Yes. So having the same criteria for yourself as you do for a very valued friend. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's a, that, that gives you the opportunity to really make a judgment about, you know, am I being harsher or more indulgent? Because there are some people who, you know, are incredibly indulgent. But my my experience, and I'd be interested in yours, is, you know, the vast majority of people are harder on themselves than they are on other people. Absolutely. That is my experience. I see it with my clients. It was certainly true for myself. And I think that's why I knew it, ha- it must have been me. I couldn't see any other way. I couldn't see. But the lesson I learned in the betrayal is that anything anyone says or does is about them. I learned not to take things personally, even when 
you're caught in the aftermath of their choice. Even when you're part of the consequence, even if they're speaking and pointing at you, it is about them. And that's a that's a lesson we all have to learn. And because I do so much work with separation and divorce, when someone is cheated on, when there's infidelity, it's hard to not think it's about you. But it's one of my main goals when I work with people who, who suffer infidelity in a relationship. It's not about you. It's about that person, their need, their their insecurity, their fear, their whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. about them. You're just caught in the aftermath, and it takes it it takes really loving yourself. And you mentioned you know compassion and kindness. I think all healing starts with kindness. Yeah. So if we can start with directing that at ourselves, and and one thing, Gino, that I talk about in in one of the stories, the gift of buoyancy. I share how my father taught me how to swim in a lake back home in Alabama. And he insisted I learn how to float first. And you mentioned earlier about allowing yourself solution thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, my dad insisted I learn how to float because he said, if I only teach you how to swim, you're going to wear out and sink and possibly drown. Yeah. I was like, I just want to learn how to swim so I can get on the (laughs) boat. bigger kids let's get on with it yeah let's float and you know that required patience and being still relaxing I'm like no no no. I want to go 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 I had no idea how foundational that lesson would be not only to my life but to my life's work and that really is allowing yourself that solution thinking and think about when you're lying on your back floating in water you're you know, your ears are underwater. You can hear that breath you were talking about. And you for can me, when you, sorry to yeah. when you describe that, for me, that's the difference between the doing and the being. We definitely yeah. ought to be called human doings. And when we are the human being and we are still and we allow ourselves to connect, then magic happens doesn't it but while we're in the busyness of scrabbling in the water trying to keep our heads afloat there is no opportunity to make that connection with our inner wisdom or with source or god or whatever you you choose to to describe that's right and and so you're connecting to that breath your heartbeat you even hear yeah and you have the whole sky above you for your perspective and if you're just swimming it's just what's right in front of you or what's below you and you wear out. And that's and and even though I didn't fully sink from that betrayal, because I hated the way the bottom of the lake felt. <laughs> I never touched <laughs> the bottom of the lake. So I never was one of those that hit bottom to push off. I just, you know, kept bobbing up and down with the over and under behaviors I mentioned before. And then I just kept swimming. But like I said, but I was wearing out. So I crawled in the first boat. I cried. So I never took that time to reflect. Why am I here? What, what got me here? What is the emotion that's keeping me stuck here? Where's the self My true nature? What, what happened here? And where do I want to swim to next? There are options. Yes. And that would have been the solution thinking that you're talking about. And then I could have led my life rather than being led through it yeah. by the emotions and the feelings that I was experiencing because of the betrayal. And when I go back and connect the dots in my life, 
you get the very clear picture of how I ended up in the marriage mm-hmm. of, you know, why I stayed long enough to have the child, why I stayed long enough to have the second child. And I don't have any regret. Okay. This is the gift. You know, when I look for those gifts that we're talking about, there are gifts. I had so much to learn and I have grown and I go back and I value education. And when I look at why I'm doing what I'm doing, my mom kept a little school book and every year I wrote what I wanted to be when I grew up. And it was consistently teacher, 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 nurse, teacher, stewardess. I don't even know how I knew what that was. I didn't fly commercial <laughs> in my 20s. But I am a teacher, but not in the fourth grade classroom at the chalkboard. I'm a teacher, not, not. Yes, I'm not in the conventional way, but I yeah. am helping people learn. And I'm not a nurse in the conventional way, but I'm helping people heal in the conventional way. And I did become a stewardess flight attendant that led into a 17-year airline career. So all of things happened that led in my training facilitation again, you know, teaching in a a way. But I had to to become and, and to help people heal the way I do now. I had to go through certain things, I believe, and, and learn how to, to grow and heal myself. And so I see purpose in everything. And isn't it interesting? There's, there's, I've had a number of conversations about purpose with different people, some of them clients, some of them friends um, in the last few weeks. And I have a very strong sense of purpose. And I believe that all of the challenges that I have experienced and there have been many have led to me being resourced and skilled enough to live my purpose which is to help people lead their own lives and then lead others with um, integrity compassion and the courage to do what's right when I listen to your story and I look at I mean you talk about helping people find their purpose I'm so excited partly in part because we we are living parallel lives and parallel purposes really but i it's interesting for me how often people say i can't find my purpose my view and i'm really interested in your take on this my view is that people often think that living your purpose is a job mm-hmm. where I, my belief is that if you live your life with purpose whatever it is you're doing and that you are you are create. We talked about creating a loving relationship with yourself. Your purpose will become clear in a way that you might not have expected. But in the, you know, while you're looking for your purpose, whatever that is, living your life with with purpose and with passion means that you are going to not only have a great life yourself, but the likelihood is that you're going to serve others by doing it. Absolutely. Oh, yes, Gina. Oh, Oh, I just want to. Yes. Yes. And we were just talking about this. I teach um, a personal development course for a women's center in Montreal, virtually, of course. And we were just talking about this yesterday. It's not a job necessarily. It's for some people it can be, but it's not. And there were some women yesterday who just had these great insights as we discussed just that 
because some of them felt like they'd never fulfilled their purpose. And we took them back and we connected the dots and we talked just that about what was it that brought them joy as a child. Mm -hmm. And this one woman connected to the fact that she always wanted to dance, but her mother thought of it as you can't be one of those people. <laughs> you know, it was so her mother had a judgment on it. So she always refrained. But now, and it's not her job, it's a hobby. She dances and she's used it now. She goes into an Alzheimer's unit. And what they've learned is that even though they have memory loss, they can remember choreography and they can do movement with their body. And she goes in and she teaches them dance routines. How fabulous. Is that wonderful? You and know, she, it's brilliant. I saw a, a video a couple of weeks ago, somebody sent me, and it was of a very old lady. She was well into her 90s. And she was sitting in her wheelchair and her head was bowed. And she, to all intents and purposes, she didn't look as if there was anybody in, you know. And then somebody put on the music from Swan Lake. And suddenly the ballerina, nobody knew that she had been a prima ballerina. Her arms started to do the movements of one of the famous dances in Swan Lake. I tell you, it brought tears to it. It gave me chills. And we watched this woman who was just a shell and the elegance and the beauty of the lines of her arms and her hands because the muscle memory was there it was just amazing so the, the and when you speak to your your lady you know it, you might be able to find it. it was on youtube it was one one of these things on youtube somebody has sent me the magic of being able to connect the the inner person who's been missing within the alzheimer's it's just fabulous, isn't it? Oh, now see, that's purpose. That just that that's purpose. Yes. Oh, wait to share with Lorraine. That I will share that with her. Yeah, and you may be able to find it on. And if you're watching or listening this, I would really urge you go and have a look. Um, it was just fabulous. I'll see if I can find it, and if I can, I'll I'll post it on my uh, Facebook um, group. But it was magic. So. Your purpose now is to help other people find their purpose and find their way. What's your dream? Oh, what a wonderful question. My dream, it's I, my dream every day is this, just sharing that, just mm -hmm. having the opportunity. And like yesterday, seeing these women connect, I, my dream continues to see my own children, you know, fulfill their purpose and to make those connections for themselves. And it, I feel like every day a dream comes true, <laughs> just see, you know, just seeing other people wake up, you know, in my bio, you said, I like to wake people up to living their best life because I know that I sort of slept, sleptwalked through life. I kept going. Like I said, I, I, I felt like I was masked on the outside. People looked like, you know, I was checking the boxes. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was, you know, I was married and had children and had a nice house and went on vacations. Check, check, check. Yeah. 
but I was unfulfilled on the inside. You know, I was in an in an unhappy marriage, abusive even, which I was able to admit to. There was so much that was not my plan, not in alignment with my my spirit, with my soul. I felt like I had to revive my soul, and that's why ultimately I created what I call soul CPR. And I have that as a free gift gift for your audience. Even it's just a little mini course, but to help people kind of connect the dots mm-hmm. about to understand how they got to where they're at and then pinpoint the pain that's keeping them stuck and then recover the truth of really who they are before whatever happened, happened that's got them sort of stuck. Then they can kind of choose look at those choices. And I know you're a proponent of believing in choice. We always have choice. We can't see the option sometimes when we're kind of looking down, just swimming forward. Yeah. If we'll stop and float and look up, you'll go, okay, wait a minute. And reconnect and breathe. We'll see those choices, remembering who we are. And, um, and like Lorraine from my class, when she realized, okay, I'm not a little girl anymore. Mom didn't want me to dance. I still want to dance. So I have choice. And maybe I'm in my 60s, but I can still dance. And she did, and she found a way to do it. And as she's serving others, and there's no greater joy. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Because you brought that brings up something I think many people don't think about is whose permission are you seeking? And so often there's that voice going off in your head. And it is a parent or a partner, or um, it might be a sibling, or it's you holding yourself back and saying, I can't because. Whereas when you choose to give yourself permission, things open up. And I find it quite interesting how often working with people that what's been holding them back is something that's been said 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And that has become their reality. I can't because rather than that was their view. And while I was living under their roof and I was dependent upon them, that was fine. But actually, I'm an independent person. Um, I'm a, a big girl or a big boy now. Another of my, my mother's sayings was put your big girl knickers on and get on with it. Uh, and I think, you know, that's something that, that we give ourselves permission to be the best version of ourselves, we open the door to possibilities. Absolutely. And I, we talk about this in some of my classes as, you know, you have to go weed out your garden. It, some of it was planted for you. And, you know, maybe this one makes you sneeze or you're, you get a rash from this particular <laughs> it's yours. It's your yeah. garden. You get to choose. So yeah. maybe you're going to, you know, take out the the daffodils and and plant blue bonnets instead. It's your choice. And I think the other thing that's probably worth saying is that often people think I've got to make the right decision and it's going to be cast in stone. So using your garden analogy, which is a lovely one, I'm going to plant a camellia. And even though that camellia is not actually doing very well or it's taking over, well, I've got to stick with that rather than, well, I've got a choice. I can dig it up and plant it somewhere else, or I can dig it up and give it to somebody else, or I can just dig it up and plant something else. That's my choice. 
so many of us, it's just habitual thinking, isn't it? We go into these cycles of habitual thinking, doesn't cross our conscious mind at all. That's right. We're never stuck. I hope the listeners, you're never stuck. If you don't like the color on the wall, repaint it. <laughs> and if you don't like the story of your life, you are the author of your life. Write a different story. That is it. That is so key. And that is the gift of shift. That is the whole strategy of my book. It doesn't have to take a lot. It is the choice in how you view something that's the power of perspective it won't change your circumstance but it will change how you experience your life to choose a new perspective and you were talking about something that just happened to you today right with at at that your your aunt's house right yes and and so i just today i got a, a tech from my manager i teach fitness as a side hustle that's one way i let go of the energy that I carry from a lot of people I work with that are going through difficult times. And it's a strategy for my own success. I teach it so that I won't miss it. I have to be there. <laughs> I got a text this morning that they're having to cut one of my classes. Right. And so for a moment I dip down, you know, Oh no. You know, like that victim, like upset, you know, yeah. I, I lost something. But then I shifted. So yeah. it's just, flip. it's a natural, we're going to do that. We have victim or conflict. I could have been angry, but I wasn't. My natural default is, oh no, you know, like, why me? Why my class? Yeah. Then I shifted right up. Oh, yay. I get my Fridays back. Absolutely. And what am I going to do with them? I could have got that choice, that opportunity. It's an opportunity. So every time we lose something, we gain something. If we choose to see it that way. So I isn't it interesting that what we focus on, what we spend our, our, our energy focusing on, expands. And so when we focus on that, I've lost something, that sense of loss and poor me expands. But focusing, I've got Fridays and what opportunity is going to come my way? And the chances are, if you have that attitude and that focus, then amazing opportunities will come your way. That's right. When you're open and looking up you'll see them if i keep my focus down in the loss yeah. and in the darkness i won't see the light i'll miss i'll miss the opportunities yeah and at that i promise people i promise you that's true and the gift of charlie brown in the book we'll talk about that so your book we've got a lot just a couple of minutes before we need to, to move on so just tell people about your book and where they can get it okay. So the Gift of Shift is a collection of short, personal, sometimes intimate stories, each followed by five coaching questions for the reader to reflect, stop and float, and see how that theme has played out in their own life. And the goal is to help you recognize you've been there, you've gotten through it. How can you use that strength to get through something now? Or recognize, yeah, I'm stuck in that and it's affecting me. So use those questions to help you move through and beyond it. Um, you can get it through any online retailer like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or if you want to support your local bookseller, they can order it from their Ingram Sparks catalog. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And lastly, um, we always um, donate on behalf of our guests to B1G1. And um, 
this month we've got four, um, normally there's three projects for them to choose from, but because of what's going on in the Ukraine, I added a fourth um, a project and B1G1 are actually supporting children in the Ukraine and refugees that are moving out of the Ukraine um, and that's the project that you've chosen and so we will be donating on your behalf um, and if you're a business out there and you're interested in B1G1 they're a great organization they are it's a way of giving but also it's great for your business too so please do uh, go and have a look it's in the show notes and if you can use um, my um, uh, link what happens then is I find out the uh, how we've um, act as, as a bee and we've um, pollinated other people to use b1g1 so please go and do that and it's been a delight I um, I know we've got lots more to talk about but thank you so much for joining me uh, it's been an absolute pleasure awesome. thank you thank you don't go away um, I will see you in a, a couple of minutes thank you very much You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Welcome back. I decided to let the interview run on because I thought there was so much richness there and I've only got a couple of minutes left. So I'd like to share with you two of my um, intentional journals. One of them is my garden, Insights to the Window of My Soul, and that's me in my garden. Um, and it's one of the ways that I do the equivalent of floating in the lake. It gives me an opportunity when I'm working in the garden and I'm, I've got my hands in the earth um, to really 
slow down and to connect with that inner sense of me and with source. And there's an introduction and then it, there's an opportunity to be used to use it as a journal. So there, there is that one. And then one that actually just got published last week. And that's called The True Essence of You. And it's an intentional journal to help you return to your genuine self-awareness achieve your holistic well-being and true life purpose and spiritual connection. And again, there is an, uh, uh, an introduction which offers you really uh, uh, insights and principles and then an opportunity for you to use that as, as an intentional journal. And intentional journaling is really helpful because that's when you can make that connection with yourself in a way that's very different to anything else. And making that part of your daily practice um, to just spend just 10 minutes a day can make a huge difference where you let go of all of the white noise of the family, social media and so on. And you just allow yourself to be. I've got a whole collection of intentional journals. You can find them on Amazon. But these two, particularly when you are in a place of challenge, I think can be really, really helpful. If you are feeling challenged, if you um, are struggling, then you don't have to do this on your own. So do reach out. There's lots of resources, both on the YouTube channel, Genuinely You um, YouTube channel, or on the Genuinely You website. Um, and there, if you're a business owner and, and into leadership, there are other websites uh, available. Go and have a look. You know, take some action. Realize that you are not a victim that you're not a spectator. Life isn't a spectator sport. And, you know, this whole program has been about, yeah, there are challenges and some of them are really tricky to negotiate and to navigate. But ultimately, there is a gift in every challenge if you look for it. And we can help you uh, to do that. Anne has talked about her journey and what she does. Uh, and I also have lots of things that can help you find your way, find your purpose. So please don't feel alone. Recognize that you are the author of your own life. So just recognize that you can write your own story if you choose. And in doing so, you will become the leader of your own life. And that's what it's all about. So have a great week. Do encourage people to um, download the show. So um, the more people who download and listen or watch, the more we will donate to B1G1. Take care, be safe, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.